that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, like, was off. Okay. There we go. Yeah. The first ever episode I did, I did it with Will. Okay. And um, we were looking at something, uh, something on the news, right? Mm. It was when the whole um, Putin's um, palace, like, got leaked. Okay. Um, it was like, what is this? Somewhere in the Black Sea. And we did, like, a whole episode on it. And we hadn't pressed fucking record. Oh. And I remember, th- I remember like listening, looking at the, like looking at the recording, and I remember thinking, why is it not picking up? And <laughs> literally by the end of it, I was like, oh fuck, we forgot to press record, <laughs> and we'd been recording for like forty-five minutes straight. Oh, like, you were just talking for forty-five minutes, and yeah, and like it, it was picking up on the mic in the laptop, right? So it was still um, like recording. Yeah, yeah. I, but it wasn't picking up that much high, uh, that high. Yeah. And then I remember thinking, okay, I'll try and fix fix it in uh, post production. And I tried doing it, but obviously the laptop fan was fucking loud, <laughs> so <laughs> I raised the um, amplitude of it. Yeah, yeah. But legit, the mi- the mi- the fan the fan was just like spinning in the background, and you- all you could hear was the fan and yeah. just us talking or uh, trying to like talk over the fan. But yeah, thanks for doing this, bro. No worries, bro. Um, yeah, yeah. How you doing? How you feeling? I'm not too bad. Um, it's the first ever time something like this, so it's it's a bit mad still. Like, <laughs> you wanna speak a bit louder? Hello. Yeah, no. you speak a bit louder. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Could you could you hear me? Yeah. Like, I'm. I i do not know. Like, I thought like I was talking a bit too loud. Like, cause the headphones in it. There you go. Um. Like, so yeah, I've, I've turned your headphones down so you speak louder okay. automatically. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That better. Yeah, it's a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for doing this, bro. No worries, right. bro. Yeah. yeah. Right, you nearly finished uni, now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, finally, right now. Uh, last exam was yesterday. And yeah. Uh, it's it was crazy. <laughs> uh, how does it feel to obviously under like all of the circumstances that have been going on? Yeah. How does it feel finishing? Obviously, I I feel like university students have been stitched up quite a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, lockdown and so on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was horrible. Two years of uni life was just gone like that. Right. Under, oh, fuck. Two years under um, lockdown. Well, lo- lockdown restrictions generally. So, so like, most of the lectures was online. Yeah. Uh, during second year. Um, so, because of that, people just got used to staying at home and, like, not going in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, post that kind of period... Um, Literally, I went into one of the lectures. It started face-to-face, yeah, during third year. Like, midway through third year. Started face-to-face. And I went to one of the lectures. There was three people. Fuck. Including me. So, like, yeah, that's that's how the situation was towards, like, uni in general. Uh, were you glad to be back in for lectures? I was, but, like, it wasn't the same. Uh, I don't know if it's because, like, I didn't understand part of it. But at the same time, it was, like, really difficult yeah like, uh, trying to push yourself to go into lectures after you were so used to like just checking in and just uh, looking at the lectures at yeah. home do you know what i mean i actually built my pc setup just purely because i was turning the lecture on on my laptop in my bed okay and falling back asleep what was that like building your own pc it was it was something i've been willing to do for a really long time but yeah. I, I always had like the facilities uh, to not have a PC, so like, I, I always had a laptop, which is like high graphics and whatnot, so it kind of did the job for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't have to like build a PC prior to that, but like in the middle of lockdown, I had nothing to do. I had 
enough money to buy one. I was like, you know what? How about I make one? And I was like, yeah, let's go get the components. I had a mate which you used to build PCs. He like, I called him up and I was like, hey, bro, just tell me I want like a mid high high level PC. Uh, I want to build it myself though. So just guide me on what I need to buy and what, how I need to do it. What and what the specs you got on it? Well, uh, GTX uh, 1070. Okay, uh, nice, card. nice, nice. Uh, uh, AMD Ryzen 500. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the new AM, the AMD Ryzen chips are heavily underrated. Yeah, yeah 100%. It's, it's because like uh, most computers uh, come with Intel. Yeah. So like people just think AMD is just a BTEC version. But it just isn't. Like, it's, yeah, it's uh, actually so high performing. Like the old AMD ones, I remember it being like really shit. Yeah. yeah. But when the new Ryzen chips came out, yeah, they completely changed the game, right? Oh yeah. yeah because of I remember, obviously, the product is so good, and I remember AMD stock going up because yeah. their uh pro- their their profits were really incredibly high, and you had all these like laptop manufacturers moving on to like starting to use AMD Ryzen chips yeah, yeah. instead of the Intel i7s and i5s. Oh yeah, no, the, yeah, it was a mad season to be honest. Like, but it was a bit of a debate when, to be fair, I was someone which believed that an Intel would have been better because I was so used to having Intel for my laptops, my PCs in the past. I just had Intel. So when like my mate said, just get an AMD Ryzen, I was like, what? AMD? Why? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There was a conflict between it and then like he just explained I actually went through the specs and everything and I was like wait it does the same job but for cheaper wow <laughs> that's a bargain might as well go for it to this day it's not failed on me you know what I mean the games are good like it's Gucci with the games like the graphics and everything it's not just the graphics card everything's like yeah good and you know what I mean like so that's pretty that's actually quite mad like yeah. building it and I'm guessing you like was it hard to build it I guess that's something I've always like wondered. It was. It's actually a lot easier to build a PC than a lot of people think, because the only hard bit is just getting the wires right. Yeah. Even putting the processor in, like the actual motherboard, is already built. So like, all you need to put in it is the processor, connect the wires, and the graphics card, and that's it. There's nothing much more to like. like the wires are connected to the hard drive and whatnot. Plugging. If you have an SSD, plug that in into the motherboard because like, it has a separate did you get an ssd uh yeah i did because nice. obviously like the games are much faster with ssds than yeah. hard drives uh but also um obviously the ram is the only other thing but it's all plugging it's like plugging a socket in do you know what i mean it just, it's just it's actually pretty easy like uh to build one but i thought it was difficult that's why i didn't build one all this long but yeah. if, once you do go into building it it's actually i think i think that's probably what's put a lot of people off because i think everyone thinks it's a lot harder to build than yeah, it actually yeah. is yeah, yeah of course uh i mean like that's what put me off so like it would make sense but at the end of the day like it's similar for a lot of situations where why build it when someone's already built it for you do you know what i mean yeah so like yeah. uh instead all you're doing is paying that extra bit for whatever a time that person put into building it did it work out cheaper as well it did it did, it did. Uh, like quite a lot cheaper that's yeah, pretty, yeah. yeah. Okay. it wasn't much of a huge bracket between it but if you find i found the source is quite cheap uh where i bought it so i bought my uh graphics card from marketplace so like it was like it was it was when like uh what is it um there wasn't a shortage oh, okay yeah you know what i mean so yeah, like yeah. At the end of 2021 uh was that after the crypto crash uh i don't know because i remember this um so this is like a while ago 
um you know the gtx 1080s yeah, yeah. um a lot of crypto miners had like basically hoarded them yeah right and they were using it to basically mine bitcoin like, yeah 24 yeah. 7 and when the price of bitcoin crashed mm. um <laughs> all of these graphics cards which are like gtx 1080s yeah, yeah. which they didn't even have that much like life on them they hadn't been used for that long oh, so wow. all of these were being were sold really cheap like sold like like half price what yeah, it regularly yeah. is yeah, yeah but is is that when you got yours i mean i don't think it was because uh, like about a month after i sold my old graphics card but yeah. it was like a pretty shitty like um i don't know if it was a 1030 or something but like it was like one of the first gens it went with my old pc which was a pentium okay yeah, yeah, yeah so like in terms of that it was a lot more easy for me to sell it i sold it for 70 quid that's insane yeah i know <laughs> for a graphics card which went with a pentium do you know what i mean a pentium's like first gen kind yeah. of uh, processes if you don't know do you know what i mean yeah go on oh yeah, yeah no like that's why um no once i sold it i was actually like wow somebody actually asked me for this price another person bid higher but i already said yes okay and i kind of like because of my values i couldn't really like be like oh i got a better price and then turn around and do you know what i mean is that so do you hold yourself to a high like moral and ethical standard for yourself yeah i do definitely definitely right uh, that, yeah i mean that's a really good thing to have because like if uh, say if i was in that spot i wanted to buy something saw a bargain got it and then like once i'm almost there someone tells me oh i sold it to somebody for a higher price you know what i mean it's it's a bit peak at the end of the day like i know most people don't think like that yeah but obviously you got to do what you can in it like it just gives me peace of mind doing it that way you know yeah I, mean? I, I get you raw yeah. yeah yeah that's cool that you do do like that what's uh what's it been like having the like my lusok thing going on on the side oh, yeah. obviously like because it was like pandemic and lockdown yeah. you guys couldn't do like much organizing and stuff mm. well how have you found that uh how did i find it yeah so like when i initially like went for it yeah um, well, well i guess my first question is then like what made you want to go for it okay yeah so when i went for it i was like you know what Kiel has so much more so much potential do you know what i mean like it was the middle of the uk in general so like birmingham manchester nottingham leicester liverpool they're, like, they're all like one hour from stoke in general do you know what i mean yeah so like the amount of potential they had and like it was so underrated for the facilities that stoke has in general like it's just known for, for being like a shithole and stuff but as much as we don't have much of a nightlife <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have quite a mad day life if you think about it. Yeah, we got towers, paintball, all this mad stuff, but people aren't willing to do it, so they just think, "Oh, Stoke's got nothing." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, there's so many places to visit in Stoke, but no one just does. But well, so like, what got me was like, you know what? I'm gonna go put Kiel on the map. Okay, that's mad. Boom! Like I knew that like the people before me did a great job. Like they built that base for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then I used that base to put it out there like this year we had like 115 students malayalis uh well, in keel as members fuck no well, no wait do you mean members or like 150 Malay students in keel members Mem- for keel malayali society that's insane i know bro crazy isn't it? is that from st- from staffs and keel or no 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 as in like keel university they bought the membership through the keel website what that's that's a lot yeah i know um but yeah uh that's just like from all the years combined yeah uh but yeah no obviously from then i started like i'm not just gonna speak it out to existence and then not do it 
Yeah. That's just not how it works. So like I said, you know what? I'll put it on the map. First up, I was like, you know what? I need to give the newcomers a little taste. So like, I made a little presentation of what I'm going to be doing the next year. And everything I said that I'm going to do, I did. That's, Say, like, thank you. That's <laughs> actually mad. Uh-huh. Like, well done for doing that because this is in reality, like a lot of people say they're going to do a lot of stuff, like yeah. me included. And you achieve a lot less than what you say. So actually setting out to achieve something and having objectives and then actually achieving all of that is a big achievement. Yeah, of course, bro. So like um, uh, in the presentation, I literally said like, oh, this is our meeting greet. Um, it's happening this day. And then straight after the meeting greet, I said next week, we're going to have our first motive. And then we threw a rooftop party. Uh, Where? Uh, it's in, uh, it was like, london road okay so like there was like uh, two students so like from the facilities that we had we were like you know what we'll just use that place and they were okay with it and we did it and yeah a fair amount of students came uh they did that thing but obviously the other thing is like one of the challenges that i faced was um although there was that many students with memberships barely half of them turn up it's situation do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. say it clashes with other events and so on or like their own like responsibilities but at the end of the day regardless of who shows up i was like i'm gonna host it i said i'm gonna host it that day and i will host it that day it doesn't matter who says i'm not gonna come it's not my problem do you know what i mean at the end of the day i'm trying to provide for the people which are there do you know what i mean yeah like say the halloween event was uh one of the events that i threw so like, it was like a little treasure hunt about maximum 20 20 25 people showed up and uh there was a lot of Halloween events going on, so everybody was everywhere. But that didn't stop me from not doing it. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that didn't turn around. I didn't turn around and think, "Oh no, nobody's gonna show up." And now, nah. even those, even that twenty odd people which showed up, that was what was worth me doing it. Do you know what I mean? Even if five people showed up, even if it was just a committee which showed up, they were still there for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. Like before, was it before that or after that? We also hosted the previous event that was given to us from um Amadechechi and you guys uh where like you guys uh did the Porodane. Uh, when was this? Porodane. Uh, I don't remember this. <laughs> was it? <laughs> were you not there? I don't think so. Okay, I think it was like when they were in final year or something. Or like third Yeah, I think so. I think they were like in final year. It was like first year uni for me. Okay, yeah, I don't think yeah, I think it must have been the year after we left. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, most likely yeah uh, but yeah no still like they did that and i was like you know what? i'm gonna bring that back but except like this time we're gonna do something like parota and beef but like in the beef wasn't just like the food it was like a debate as well okay uh nice. so like uh we it was quite active about 30 plus people showed up um obviously we put the tickets out and then we did the food according to how many people bought it yeah, the Porota night was active, man. Like so many people came. It was it was a good opportunity for everybody to like put their opinions out. So there was a host which would like say all these um specific opinions, uh, which are outlooked yeah. a bit on like in like within the communities and whatnot. Say like some of the topics we talked about was like abortion and whatnot, like some deep, deep topics. Yeah. Um LGBTQ plus and whatnot. And like a lot of people had like contrasting opinions. And like whoever, obviously everybody has a different opinion according to the topic. So the topic was said and the what yes or no, uh, there was a side. So like whoever said yes came to the 
one side and no onto the other side. That's when the debate started. It was okay. quite a sick way to like, you know what I mean? Like, like well, was it interesting to see like people's um opinions and obviously like it's these are heavy topics, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's quite sensitive topics as well. Yeah, it was actually it was actually really interesting to see a topic. Uh, another thing is like because being the president, your mouth is a bit short. You you can't always be so straightforward with like you know, to be fair most of the opinions like i agreed with so like it wasn't too contrasting but like me i'm a very jokey person yeah i take the piss so like i couldn't really put it out there and start taking the piss in the middle of like a serious debate you know what i mean yeah so like that was uh, that was just like one of the issues that i'd like go through it wasn't that deep but wasn't that bike sorry that's not an issue um so this malu alumni event that you're doing yeah what like what's the reason behind you wanting to do it because out of all the things i did it would be like the malu society president or not um i realized like one of the events that nobody's actually done is like an alumni event so that is true i i've always thought um an alumni events are more like an american thing yeah because like for schools colleges and even unis as well i think um i've never heard of an alumni event in the sense that you've been saying it yeah, you know what i mean one organized by previous students yeah, for, yeah. i mean uh, by, by current students for previous students yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so this is the first time i actually heard of a- anyone doing one that's that's exactly why i was just saying like hey look uh i'm sure like there's people which actually just want to come back to uni and just check it out you know what i mean what's changed what's different you know like uh well the plan is just to like uh get one of the rooms and like obviously there'll be chats from one not I'm telling I'm not going to be doing this but like we chariya or football game kana or opportunity kondu unda final alle appo ne kana adirikan patto but that was just a request from one of the alumni okay uh, which is coming so obviously whatever they've requested I've like been trying to make sure it happens for them other than that what pushed me to do this was like say me in 10 years would I want that I would want to like come through see the classrooms again do you know what I mean although lockdown took most of the classroom time out but yeah. I would there was also on the days that I did go in there was parts of it the memories do you know what I mean yeah I get you it'd be a little flashback for whatever whoever was in Kiel but like, because like whoever was they were here before lockdown do you know what I mean everybody which just graduated yeah some of them probably don't even want to come back to us but like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I yeah, I completely understand your reason for wanting to do it. Yeah, yeah. I and I think it's something that my students probably would appreciate, especially the ones who want to come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely. an opportunity for them to definitely. Come uh, back that, as well, right? That's the main that's the main reason. I mean, uh, th- this one I'm doing right now is is like in two weeks time. It is a bit short notice for most people, but obviously I just like I said, I said I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do it because like the week after I go to India, after that I can't really host something. I can leave other people to do for me but I'm much rather be there and like see what I've actually done, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Say the football tournament I hosted that like with the team behind me as well. Okay. So I didn't do it all on my own but uh doing the tournament was like one of the parts of like putting Kiel on the map thing. Like I wanted to do it big. I didn't want like a lot of people said I was just get like four teams or something in and like uh, I was like nah. Uh I want to make it big. why would i make it small like uh, cuz it was like a set price i didn't have any promotions promotions or nothing like i had nothing it's all, it was all like from people that i knew 
like which came and I was like ah oh, well I'd love to participate do you know what I mean and everybody like showed that love by like taking part in it do you know what I mean talking to their connections and bringing it back yeah you know I mean and that, that just like that like this alumni event like I did want to do it big but like according to the circumstances and the dates and whatnot it's it was a bit more difficult do you know yeah, what I mean yeah I understand that but at the same time it's not gonna not happen like it will definitely still go through do you know what i mean and like everything's gonna come out like from tomorrow onwards oh nice invitations so on like okay nice yeah like where like obviously it's all it's quite obvious that you are very driven yeah right like you want to like achieve what you set out to yeah like where does that come from for me oh that comes from quite far back like heritage wise like my great grandparents is probably like the source of it uh, that's a bit of a history talk yeah go on yeah so like um we got time <laughs> yeah um so my great granddads both of them they were like ordinary families um in uh like little towns away from angabali in general okay so like there was a system in india where like you could um hire land do farming in it okay yeah 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 and not part of the yeah yeah i get so, you like uh like they would two different towns yeah partners they grinded they did their thing they put in hours in there you know what i mean yeah, yeah and like they put the money they took the money and instead of like um spending the money like that they saved it bought more land and started doing it in there so they didn't have to pay the rent there okay and they started buying more land more land more land about 40 percent of this town was my great granddad's that's mad uh like both great granddads like they had like a large percentage of two well my mum's side like two separate towns they had like quite a large percentages of but that was just from the hard work they did and uh from there like every time like my mum or dad mentions them and whatnot like obviously like they were terrified of their granddads because yeah. like they were like such there was so much energy in them there was people say my mum's side there was people which would have fear of them but yeah out of pure respect not like scared of them like those are oh wow that guy did bitch and i don't want to say like with a lot of people when they when it gets passed down like say difficult situations yeah yeah make difficult people say like yeah. my great granddads were difficult people uh my granddads also had difficult situations because of them and that also made them difficult people like they, it didn't relax them any much even my mom or like or my parents in general like didn't they also had difficult situations whereas some families like difficult situations create easy people i mean difficult people create easy people say like i don't want my kids to go through what i would and then after that like they become lazy and then they make their own life difficult do you know what i mean i 100 agree with you, you know like, I mean? do you think that's something that we're kind of seeing played out within our generation yes definitely oh 100 say like especially in our malayali community so like they wanted to i'm um, not don't get me wrong most parents want their kids to have a better life in the uk so my parents gave me that opportunity like i can't lie us like our generation is the most blessed generation we have got this opportunity way better than anybody in india do you know what i mean yeah i agree with you so much on this yeah. and this is something i've been thinking about like a lot recently yeah because if you take it from our parents point of view right yeah they came to a country where they didn't speak the language mm-hmm. they didn't know anyone and they came for a fucking job yeah and that was it and they, the they grinded they, yeah, they and were... made something of themselves exactly and a lot of people don't understand 
they didn't get this handed to them. Say like, that's what I was coming to. Like where my drive comes from is hereditarily, we never had anything handed. Say my granddad's generation, yeah? His siblings and their kids and the kids of their kids, they're still living ordinary lives because they're okay with their comfort zones. Do you know what I mean? My yeah. gr- Like from my line of heritage, we're not okay with comfort zones. Like for us, our generation, yeah? For us in general, we have it the easiest. I'm not saying you don't go through hard times. Yeah, everyone goes through hard times. But we don't make the most of the opportunities that we have. And I've been granted all these opportunities and I've been taking every single one of them. Say, like, ever since I was 16, I realized, hey, this is a bit of cocky way of saying it. Like, yeah, go ahead. my family is just generally built a lot different. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everybody which has made it to the UK, there was a drive in them. But they killed that drive in their kids. Do you know? Like, yeah, all, yeah, like, I, I get just, you. It's not just me. Like, if, our fam- if my family got here, Everybody else's family also got here, not because they didn't want to get here. They, like It was also because of the situations they were in. They didn't want the same situation for their kids, so they built a better environment for them. But that better environment they've created made it all the most, like, what you say, it killed the drive inside them in general. The drive would still always be there, but they kind of masked it. Hey, you don't need to do what I did back in the day. You don't need to travel 10 miles to like go to a shop and buy stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, everything's right in front of you. It's handed to you on a silver platter. Like a lot of, I'm not saying most, I mean, all of them are like that. But like most kids nowadays, like in this generation, they don't understand what, what kind of a blessing they've got. And they're trying to, f- they try to find hardships. Oh, my life is difficult because I didn't get the dessert I wanted. That's not difficulty, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I think we're seeing that play out quite rapidly among us like you're complaining about well like you said complaining about trivial things yeah like you said everyone goes through hardships Mm -hmm. and everyone has difficult moments in their lives but you don't have to let that define who you are Yeah, yeah definitely um but like i was saying say like from yeah it's definitely like there's this fire inside me uh which i know something i want to do it's just like an instant spark. And once the spark goes, it's just a flame. And then it's just a wildfire inside me. Until I complete what I thought of, I will not be satisfied. That's that's mad. You know what right. I mean? Like, uh, so like, say like being Mali uh, Sox president, it's not, a, it's not a big thing for like a lot of people. Like for me, like I saw it and I was like, it's an opportunity which is there. You know what I mean? Anybody else could be Mali president if they wanted. But I was just that like, I'm going to go there, do such a good job of it that no one will come after me and be like, oh, damn, I could do a better job than that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, say not just like that, anything I do. Say like um, the cycling thing. Right? Yeah. Go on. Yeah, we'll speak to that. Um, yeah, go on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like, uh, we'll we'll go to that after. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, go, yeah, go on. Yeah, we've got time. Uh, but like, that was triggered from like a thought. Like, once we spoke it out, I was like, I'm going to do that now. I know, do you know what I mean? Like, I obviously have value between stupidity and, like, uh, something that can be done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If it can't be done, I just won't. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll value, like, hey, is it doable? I was like, of course it is. Or stopping me. You know what I mean? Nothing was stopping me. And then I did it. So, like, almost everything I do. Say, like, applying for Hilton. I worked at Weatherspoons. It's not about standards, but, like, Wellspoon's a sick place to work for, don't get me wrong, but I put my values a bit lower, I mean standards a bit lower, thinking like, hey, I want to get the job. 
I went for it, still got it. I was like, wow, it's as easy as that. Ever since, I was just like, see an opportunity, don't miss it. Keep yeah. going for it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think um, I can, well, hopefully speak to that. Like, it's literally ask. If you ask, you, there's a high chance of you getting than not getting. Yeah, of right? course. And it's that whole thing to do, whole mentality of you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. And that's something I'm seeing as being true more and more mm-hmm. every day in my life now. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just in terms of like purely thinking that like ahead, mm-hmm. like and it is it is amazing to see like how wh- how much you can achieve by just literally the drive, just tr- yeah, drive and just actually showing up and trying. Yeah, definitely. Right. So like everyone which knows me say like that they know like I set my like if I set my head mind to something, I don't move, I don't budge. Like, anything could come across me, and it doesn't matter. Like I'll go into a bit of a detailed topic later but like yeah say if someone asked me for help and i could genuinely do it i'll I'll be like i'm all for it so like if one of my friends was upset one time and he lives like three hours from me i was like why are you upset "Ah, i don't know like i feel lonely and i was like oh that's mad end of the call i was there three years out three hours later do you know what i mean yeah just like that because you're lonely you're not lonely bro do you know what i mean like i'm just because the people on physical around you doesn't mean you're not lonely you know what i mean yeah i get you it's just little things which matter do you know what i mean yeah like say like not just that say if i want to go on a night out if i'm feeling it i'll be like yo you know what i'm feeling night out i'm gonna do it i call my boys and i was like anyone on it and all my boys is like hey if you're on it i'm on it say less and then we're on it yeah it's just like that i mean i guess it gets a bit more difficult when you're more ad- like get into the adult life yeah i and mean then, like it becomes more difficult organizing stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. say like you it's life isn't as spontaneous when you grow older like say you can't turn around and be like hey let's go out right now on a tuesday and then you're like oh i got work tomorrow morning yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i mean that's uh, yeah that's just like not a doable thing at this point yeah, yeah, yeah. it's more of a student life part but like i still ma- maximize my student life do you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. i would say i mean hindsight's 2020 but i do wish i had kind of maximized my student life mm-hmm. a bit more oh yeah because um i remember that i just didn't take all the opportunities that i should have taken yeah, yeah or that i could have taken or the ones that i knew i could have taken oh yeah and i do regret bits of that yeah, I mean, yeah. like, but like you said just actually grinding it out yeah and taking the opportunities that come your way is yeah like, it does speak volumes to like what you can achieve later on in life as well exactly bro the other thing is i, I don't want to add another thing with, for me is like i can't stand regret like i just don't have regrets like anything i've done said it's with full thought like uh, say if i wanted to do something i'd do it i make the most of try, trying to do it like say I had a bit of a wanderlust once and I was like, you know what? I want to go somewhere. And the opportunity came where like, hey, I said, could you drop this JG off in London? And I was just there like, what do you mean? Of course, let's go. Do you know what I mean? I went to London, saw my mates. And there I met this guy, uh, which offered me an interview for one of my jobs. That's mad. Isn't it? That's actually I mean? mad. Like what? you don't, you don't know what kind of opportunities. Like, just completely random. Yeah, no, not completely random. So like we were sitting in like this dessert place and then like, um, he just had a casual conversation about like uh, another interview uh, on the phone. Yeah. And I was just there, like, I saw him talking about it and I was like, yeah, what's your name? And like, I just had the conversation. I was like, oh, my name's Sibin. I do a computer science degree, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I run an agency uh, for 
developers in general so like we take projects on and we give these projects to people which like it was like a recruitment agency and yeah and then like from there the conversation went on and he was like oh just email me your cv and we'll see what we could do and i was like come oh. <laughs> that's sick and then i did it and so like although like, in no way could i have expected my trip to london to have like got me an interview in a place do you know what i mean yeah so, like yeah you don't know what's around the corner do you know what i mean and so i like whatever opportunity i get i just do it like, i hate like, it's not i dislike i love staying at home i love my time at home but i sleep at home and uh, not just i sleep at home that uh, you need to spend time with family of course i do my part of that as well but i stayed at home all locked on i think uh, a lot of people feel like that <laughs> <laughs> so like no there's there's people which didn't stay at home do you know what i mean like there's people which is always out working so like people with full-time jobs in the healthcare like they didn't get a feel of lockdown because the only time they actually did see bless them like but the only time they actually did see of outside of work was literally going to home to sleep you know what i mean there is there were people out there like that which is which is just peak but for me like if talking about lockdown that was one of my problems like i'm, I'm a full extrovert so before lockdown i used to always grind at the gym like i was on my pbs and whatnot in the gym and then like at five in the morning i went to the gym in the afternoon i went to train my mate and like i was in the gym like twice a day i was always out go to uni in the middle of it i went and in between that i also had shifts at weatherspoons wow do you know what i mean so like i, I was always out i was never in and then for lockdown t- it put me down yeah it would put everyone down a lot of people like went through the same process where like their their life was fully out and then suddenly it was fully in and then after that, I just got a job in a, in a warehouse and I was like, you know what, let's see how this goes. And then I did that and I was like, hey, this ain't too bad. Two incomes, you know? Yeah. Like one was furlough and the other one was like um, the warehouse job. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to do another one. And then I did, I'm not I'm not someone new to doing more than one job. Okay. Like, I was, yeah, was since I was actually 16, <laughs> I used to do more than one job. Uh, Weatherspoons was just a permanent job. And then like in between that, I did security bit of catering bit of promotion and whatnot and yeah like uh, it, i always like to see like more than one income even if like i could have done the same in that same environment done i picked up extra hours yeah it was just great to see like different I, sources just come in like the prior like the pays may have been higher or lower but at the same time i was still getting it but furlough kind of blessed me though still <laughs> yeah so yeah that's actually insane so you were essentially working three jobs yeah while you were at uni yeah <laughs> that's i think uh that's a pretty high standard for like most people to kind of look up to that's definitely impressive as hell hmm, i appreciate that Cheers, yeah. bro. um but obviously like um uni wasn't really existent in between that um yeah. so first year was when lockdown hit so like march um and uh in between that so first year keel kind of like passed everybody on to second year because okay. they were like, there's no way we could work around this. So we were like, oh, happy days. Go to second year and everything was online. So I could literally do my assignments and whatnot. Not assignments, my lectures and assignments and whatnot online. I didn't have to go in anywhere. So I did my part-time job. And then like whenever I had how, to... How did you find that? Like, did you did you not have a problem with having to obviously have all of your lectures online? I mean, we had no choice. Yeah, but did you... Oh yeah, it was difficult. Definitely. Like, like, did you? I mean, I guess my question is, did you hate it or not? 
Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. A part, a part of me did dislike it because obviously that is still nine grand going in for videos. Yeah. Which I could also watch on YouTube. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Meanwhile, like, at the same time, it gave me opportunity to graft on for something else. I was still grinding for, like, money somewhere else. It's, I've never needed that money. But it's just the fact that the freedom that it gave me, you know, like, that's why, like, that's the drive that I have for my future as well. Yeah. Like, I don't need, like, nobody, well, money is needed, but, like, you, there's a reason why there's a minimum wage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So do you think, do you see money as a tool to buy your freedom? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Of course. Uh, say, if you have, <laughs> if you have five mil in your bank, you wouldn't be bothered about working at McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when money comes freedom it doesn't buy you happiness necessarily but it gives you it's a tool to help you get rid of all your problems i'm on about like just general problems not like emotional problems like yeah but no i mean even emotional problems as well yeah, yeah. like if you have money you can like yeah. afford like therapy yeah, yeah of course like in terms of that definitely that's quote is like money can't buy happiness but yeah it always helps. Yeah, it uh, <laughs> it brings you pretty close. <laughs> exactly. So, like for me, like it was a tool. I mean, I like being independent in terms of that. It's not even the fact that like I'd, I don't. My parents would be okay with giving me money if I had any task, but I didn't. It's just the fact that I felt like it's never a burden, but I you feel like you've put a weight off their shoulder. Yeah. When you're getting that income, so like as soon as I was like, uh, so ever since I was 15, I came back from India, and I was like. Uh, Hey, I definitely need to find a job. Wait, and you came back when you were 15? Yeah. Okay, so how long were you in India for? F- from 13 to 15. 13 to 15, oh, okay. Um, As soon as I came out, I was like, you know what? I need another source of income. Because back then it was a pretty childish drive, but I was like, you know what? The latest phone looks cool. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I want to pay for the latest phone. Uh, There's a story behind that. <laughs> and uh, as soon as I got an opportunity my uncle was like hey you can come catering with me and like my man paid me good money like to get a hundred pounds for doing two days of work is not realistically okay in thingy but for me it's my first pay i was like mad wow hundred pound i earned that it triggered a little something inside me i was like you know what kind of having your own money feels good you know i opened my bank account and like i was like you know what? i'm gonna start putting money in it and I kept ringing, and he didn't give me like much jobs. It was just like the odd job per month, once a month. But I was a high school student, you know what I mean? It didn't really matter. In high school, it was a flex just to have good clothes. So like, I just started buying like good, like, uh, so like after that, I was like, you know what? When I was 16, I was like, you know what? I need to get a new phone. Like, it was a bit outdated. I had a little iPhone 6. By then, like, the iPhone 7's already out, you know what I mean? So like, I'm just there, like, like, the 6S came, then the seven games so it was a bit it was back then like now i don't think like that now i've got uh, like i had that same eight plus <laughs> for a very long time yeah and then like i switched to 13 because it started getting slow and like obviously i need to like start doing like get my shit done fast so like when i first um wanted to buy any, this new phone i was like 16 i got a permanent job i was like you know what this will show that i've got contracted hours and this will get me uh, this new phone I want, I could get it on contract. And then I went and asked, and they were like, you know what, you need to be 18. And I knew my mum wouldn't be okay with it, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ask one of the Jedis. <laughs> okay. And then I went, and I was like, Jedi, I'm sorry, girl. <laughs> and then it was like, 
I think it was Jason and I, or you, you which said like, oh, it'll improve your credit score or something. And then like, it was like, oh, I'm game. Yeah, come. <laughs> and then, yeah, Talison and I helped me uh, put it into his account. Okay. And he came to uh, the store with me. I didn't even buy it online. I could have just done it online and it wouldn't have mattered. But he came to the store with me and he was like, yeah, that's cool. And then he helped me for details. And it was like, <laughs> and yeah, I got my first phone that way, bro. It was mad. Uh, and then for two years, I was just sending money into his account. Like, <laughs> that was our transaction between each other. And like, hopefully it improved his credit score. <laughs> yeah. But uh, because like back then, like I just got into a loop of like, once that contract was there, I was like, oh, yeah, now I need money. There was no option for me to jump out of the job. And uh, I was like, oh, even if I do decide to be lazy and not go to the job, then I'm jeopardizing the trust that Talisanadai has for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, he's given me this freedom because he trusted me with that. And by the time I was 18, the contract finished. So there was no point like transferring it over to mine. Like it was only like two months for it to finish. I was like, I'll just send it for you the next two months. And then like, I'm chilling. And then it got paid off and it was, uh, but like by then I was, but after I was 18, I didn't have any more financial like constraints. Yeah. Financial constraints. I had some money piling up and I was like, hey, like the money that I was transferring for my contract and so on, like it started like piling up after I didn't need to pay for it. And I was like, hey, that's a bit of money. I could start doing stuff with it. In like May 2019, me and my brother, and then uh, there was my boy called Dawn as well. And he goes, Yo, you know, flights to Malaysia from Kochi is like 90 quid. Really? Yeah. And then my city, bro. <laughs> okay. So like, I'm just there like, what? Are you mad? Of course. Let me book that now. Because I had the money for it. And I was like, you know what? I'll book it. Don, are you on it? Don was like, yeah, I'm game, bro. And I was like, say less. We booked it. Then I was like, you know what? My cousin in India hasn't ever been to um, a country outside of India. I was like, and then... We were like, yeah, let's go. And we called Pollard on the following day. We were like, hey, we're going to Malaysia. Would you like to come? And he was like, and he passed I was like, oh, could you like sort a passport out in the next month or so? So like we could like get the stuff sorted. And he was like, yeah, come. Got it done two weeks later. And we booked a ticket for him and we took him to Malaysia as well. Wait, uh, from India? From India. All four of us went to Malaysia, bro. That's bad. How was it? It was amazing. It was just a week in Malaysia, but like it was crazy. We were actually, it's not... It's not very legal, but <laughs> we went clubbing in uh, Malaysia. Is it not legal there? At 21's age. Oh, okay. So there was me 19, my brother 18, and Dawn, which was 17. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not legal. <laughs> Dawn wasn't legal in any country to go clubbing. But, uh, <laughs> so basically, Paul Atom was 22. So like, we were just like, you know what? I'm going to buy a booth with Paul Atom's name. And then see if we could get, because like you could do that. Like most clubs, like if you have a booth, you could bring in five people. Like they don't check IDs and shit. And, and not in the UK, but like back there, it worked. And we was just like, calm, comedy, calm. And then like we got there, we went in and we had an absolute master. Dawn's first night out ever, Bolladon's ever first ever night out was in Malaysia. And I couldn't, to this day, I'm so happy that I did that. Like even, even we didn't plan shit. We bought the tickets. And we bought the hotel and we bought Paul out on the visa. That's it. We didn't do anything else. We didn't do no other booking. And we got there. We got in, like, we got pass- passport, so, like, passport control. And we were like, wait, what now? We just looked at each other. We were like, 
let's get to the hotel. We need to get to the hotel, innit? Got to the hotel, laid down. And that's when we were like, oh, shit. Oh, what now then? Like, <laughs> we just went around the city for a bit. And then my brother found this like little app called Kayak. And uh, on there, we just saw so much stuff like to do in Malaysia. And like, we didn't, we, we got most of it done. Don't get me wrong. Like, we went to Genting Highlands and stuff. Mm. You know Genting Highlands? You know Genting Casino? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people know Genting Casino, bro. Like, because it's from Malaysia. Oh, okay. Genting Highlands is owned by the guy which found Genting Casino. He owns a fucking island? Highland, Highlands. Oh, Highland. Highlands. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, a mountain range is his. That's insane. Mud. Uh, so, like... um. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, these men were telling me highlands and Genting Islands and stuff. So I'm just thinking like it's gonna be mountains. Like nothing. It's a whole ass city up there. It's a whole oh ass God. fully developed city. There's a theme park. There's a ho- the world's biggest hotel is there. Okay, wow. Uh, it's got like I don't know the digits actually. Like it's got grands on grands of rooms. Okay. And, like it's called the first world hotel, which uh, like you should look it up later, bro. But yeah, we went up there and it, it was more developed than Stoke, bro. <laughs> i was just there like what on a mountain top in malaysia it's like nowhere near kuala lumpur and whatnot yeah bro i, I was so unprepared for this my brother uh and uh Paulatin and donia all three of them were so well dressed i was just there like you're gonna make a stupid decision because you're gonna get all your good clothes muddy and stuff yeah i get up there in a barmura <laughs> <laughs> and a t-shirt <laughs> looking like a right like a local worker or something yeah and then they're like yeah, chapa, look at <laughs> and they're like we can't let you in the casino mate and i was like i didn't think there was gonna be a casino here bro do you know what i mean <laughs> i did no research My, none of us did to be honest but we were not expecting like there's a gondola like from the bottom all the way to the top okay and it was like a whole last jurassic park movie going up there bro like it's like there's just trees and trees and there's nothing that bit gap between the gondola on all the way to the top there's nothing and then when you get to the top you just see the city like it's it's not as big as a city but like it's just like a little so developed town you know like how did this get here like you know what i mean a little just a quick history thing so basically like my man went up there and said i'm gonna build a resort there and he did kind of reminded me of myself do you know what i mean i'm not saying yeah. i'm gonna be like him <laughs> hey, no no but, i get you but like it, it did push me i was just like oh that's a mad mindset very similar back then like i was on, i was fully on grind like the hotels that we booked, it had to have a gym in it. Because I was like, there's no, even when I go to India, I go to a local gym, bro. It doesn't matter. That's like, mad impressive. Yeah. Like no matter which holiday I go, I make sure there's a gym in it. Because I don't want to like home workouts. I just never end up doing. Do you know what I mean? Like push-ups and like pull-ups and whatnot. I just don't have the facilities for that. So I wouldn't end up, not facilities, but like, I just don't motivate myself to do it. Whereas yeah. when I'm in a gym, I'm more motivated to actually fix myself on doing it. Do you know what I mean? So like, where was I? Hilltop City. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, oh yeah, the guy, uh, which uh, the resort. Yeah, the guy. So like, he there. was like, I'm gonna make a resort here. What's gonna attract it? Gambling's illegal in Malaysia. Is it? Yeah, yeah. But he managed to pull his political strings. He was like, I'm gonna do it anyways. He did that. So politicians and whatnot like started going there and like doing the gambling business. And then like, that was the only place legal to do gambling. Okay, wow. Do you know what I mean? And then eventually people just started going there to gamble yeah that's it and then eventually it became more and more popular my man made so much money he made a whole ass city up there i mean obviously not him on his own but like whatever team he had started spreading out and it's a worldwide casino right now do you know what i mean that's mad yeah in it there's no adult 
which doesn't know genting is you know it's, it's just crazy isn't it like from from going against someone's word like the amount of people which said you won't who's gonna come up there you know what i mean my mom was like people would come up here for this you know what i mean because there was no other options that's that's insane he yeah. built a whole fucking city up there for gambling yeah well i mean he built a resort and then it became a city because of the gambling yeah easy money isn't it gambling yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you do you gamble no never no, I actually have never gambled. I mean, like, unless you choose betting as well, gambling. Well, yeah, I mean, betting is also a form of gambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, in in terms of betting, I'm not a serial better. But, like, if, if like, my mates are like, oh, this is a sick idea. And I'll just be like, okay. Well, I mean, I've, I've not actually betted for, like, about a good two years now. Okay. Last time I betted was, like, a Man United-Chelsea game, which was, like, three years ago. <laughs> and um, Man United won, so, like... I got the money for it. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. But that was... Oh, wait. No, was it two years ago? Because like, that was also the night that uh, Anthony Joshua got beat by... Uh, Ruiz. Yeah. Um, and nobody expected it. So I lost my money there. And I was like, you know what? It's it's really... I, I got the win, but I got the loss as well. So I was like, you know what? I just don't like... I, I, was, I never got into it. Like, I just did it like when everybody else was like, sick idea. I was like, it's not a sick idea. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. When we win it's sick but when you lose it's not so sick you know what i mean yeah but yeah. for me like money wasn't that deep like i never i don't have that kind of a t- attachment to money i've i've got like um an attachment to the grind but not to the money you know what i mean so if i get like a parking ticket there's a man in which you get parking tickets and cry for days i can't believe it oh it's because of you do you know what i mean whereas like for me if i get a parking ticket oh don't be good might as well pay it can't be asked goes not that i don't value money but at the same time, like, I know when to let go of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, when it comes to betting, like, I just didn't see the hype in it. So, I just never got into ga- and gambling in general. I've never actually, like, been in a proper casino. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's, uh, some people say that's a great idea. Uh, What, gambling or not gambling? Not gambling. Yeah, I I think probably. If you know what uh, you're doing, obviously, yeah, go for yeah, it. Probably. I mean, I can <laughs> see myself, like, getting, like, somewhat addicted to it. Yeah. Because if it's something I enjoy... Yeah. Then I get really obsessive. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's always been, just been kind of who I am. Yeah, yeah. So if it's like reading a book and if I start reading and I really like it, then I will be on that book 24-7. Yeah. Trying to just like uh, uh, get through it. Yeah. As quick as I can. <laughs> and it's the same with like, it was the same with like gym. Mm-hmm. Same with um, when I started going BJJ. Yeah. yeah. Like if, you, if I get addicted to it, then like, it becomes something that kind of, it doesn't consume me, but I get really obsessive. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that probably brings us on to the cycling that you did. Oh yeah, like <laughs> um, last year. Yeah. So uh, do you, do you want to speak like about what you did? Okay. So it all started when like Gio, Gio's my boy. He does computer science with me, and uh, he bought a bike, and we were like, "That's a sick bike," you know and then like my brother was like you know what i'm gonna see if we could buy a bike as well i was like okay calm my brother bought a bike he never used it <laughs> and i was like you know i might as well use it so and then me and him started going on little cycle trails and like yeah, like we have a little um cod squad so like we all play cod together and uh one of us uh one of the others is dawn which came to malaysia with us so like dawn was like you know what i'm a, i'm I'm going to get my bike fixed and I'm going to come as well. From Cheadle, he biked all the way to Newcastle just to cycle with us. That's bad. I mean, it's how like, far is that? And uh, 20 miles. That's, fu- that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, you know what? That's crazy. So although we were cycling like about 
15 miles or something on the day so he was doing hours on top but instead of like making him go back and do it all over again i was like just leave the bike here i'll just pick you up next time he was like calm and then from there we started like cycling through canals cycling if anyone hasn't done it cycling in canals is actually so peaceful i i did that last year no yeah. like when the pandemic first started yeah. and i was living in stafford and that was um it's really not tense time but obviously like gyms and everything was closed yeah so it was just like itchy to just like get moving and do something yeah and i remember like cycling from stafford to stoke oh yeah, yeah. right just one day and yeah. i i came in through you know the canals by the university yeah yeah, yeah. That, yeah i came in through that road that route there yeah, yeah it's, you, it's uh, actually uh, sick isn't it? yeah so it's, it's peaceful because there's no cars and uh the only trouble you're gonna get is probably geese yeah do you know what i mean like other than that like the cycling canals were so peaceful and we we're like yo i could do this for days bro and then like um yeah me geo dawn were cycling and one day like dawn gives us the idea how about we go to wales and we were like okay well let's see if we could do to Cheadle first so we went to we cycled to Cheadle and we came back we're like holy shit that's 70 miles we did today like on like the whole cycling in general and we're like i think we could do wales easy and uh we, we was like and we looked at the routes and everything and we're like you know what how about not make it wales no one's ever gonna know like where we're going do you know what i mean like the location that we found wasn't very well-known place or not and we were like how about we make the roads a bit more easier and we were like how about we use canals all the way down to south and uh we were like oh okay um that's a good shout and like geo said that like we should use the canals and uh we were like so it was dawn's idea geo added to it and i was like you know what no one's gonna know the last spot the last spot is like little hampton shout out to whoever's was like from little hampton like it's a sick place yeah but um yeah it, it was just what like because we were like you know what might as well do it for charity as well and uh yeah little, little hampton wasn't known enough so like how about we just do it to portsmouth everyone knows portsmouth no, like, and we did Stoke on Run to Portsmouth, and uh, the planning happened. I was like, I kind of organized like the routes and everything, so like we made sure maximum of it was like off road. Yeah. So like it was a bit more of a challenge because like anyone could, like a lot of people can cycle to like about three hundred miles. Uh, but we were like, how about we make it different? Do off road, and we did. We ended up doing it off road after that like slowly like we started building up we started like we had like, we had a gap of like two months to practice okay between making the decision of doing it and then actually doing it and then we went on like cycle rides once or twice every week that's about it we didn't do it every day just like minimalistic training because none of us actually had the time for it either because like our responsibilities and whatnot on our own yeah. after that funnily enough this is part of it um a month before, less than a month before, actually, um, it was in June. Me and the boys were like cycling. Uh, me, my brother, and Dawn were cycling. Uh, we we went through this like trail, and there was a little jump, and I was like, you know what, that looks sick. And like my brother was like, oh yeah, it does. Me and my brother and Dawn, adrenaline junkies, we have this issue, and it's put us in quite a lot of dangerous situations. But this was one of them. Yeah. Um we saw the downhill and we were like that is that looks so beautiful i'm gonna i'm gonna do it and so i was like i'll do it first i was like calm and then he does it he breaks and like puts his foot down here and there so like he doesn't lose control and i was like you know what 
if he could do it that easy, I could easily do it. I went full speed down. And then I missed a rock. It bounced off the rock. Like the cycle's front tire bounced off. Okay. So like I lost full control. Oh, shit. And then I was going about 20 kilometers per hour down hill. Straight into a bush. And I hit a tree. Fuck. Cracked my head open. And uh, <laughs> um, I... You can see the scars on me still. Like, um, oh, okay, shit. Yeah, 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 I lost a bit of skin on my arm and my finger. Like, you could see, like, the, the skin was hanging off, bro. And, like, <laughs> better go. I, I know you didn't need that detail, but right behind that tree, yeah, like I said, I've had too many blessings like this. Right behind that tree was a little cliff going into thorns and bushes. Fucking hell. Yeah. So, if I didn't hit that tree, it would have been an air ambulance, not a normal ambulance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no way you could recover from that little pit that was there. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a ledge. And I was like, that's... So, but as soon as I landed, yeah, I was like, yo, yo, lads. I'm screaming, bro. I'm just telling, I don't know what happened. I just hit a tree. Like, like my hat's fallen off. Now. I didn't wear a helmet. It was a stupid decision. Please wear your helmets when you cycle, if you're listening. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he... or My brother came and Dawn came. I was like, what happened? What happened? And uh, like they lifted the back off me because I couldn't physically lift it off because I was like just in the shock. The adrenaline was like proper pumping in, and I'm just there like I I can't feel anything. My body just goes really hot. And like, I started blacking out. I was like, wait, 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 fuck that! I'm not gonna do it. Like straight up. For some reason, my mind thought, now nah, you're not blacking out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just stood straight up. I just stood like it was pure adrenaline. And I just stood up and I was like, and then I f- felt so lightheaded and I was I thought I was gonna pass out. And I was like, not today, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was just the inner part of me is like, not nah, you're not passing out. We don't do that. Do you know what I mean? We're not passing out. Any, like, we're, I've never passed out in the past. But like, I was just like, okay, yo, Dawn just passed me the Lucasade. I knew there was a Lucasade in my bike. And like, it was on the bottle holder. And he was like, oh, here you go. Right. It's finished. I just drank it. I was just covered in sweat just from the adrenaline. And like, Two hours later, the ambulance show up, yeah? Like my bro- <laughs> and my brother, like, calls him, like, and they're like, oh, it's bleeding, blah, blah. Like, because I was bleeding from my head and whatnot. They took two hours to turn up? Yeah, because, like, it, the thing is, I was bleeding when it happened, yeah? And then after that, like, the bleeding just clotted, so, like, it slowed down. So okay. I wasn't bleeding that bad, like, it, so it was more, more or less a skin tear on my head, but I did suffer a mild concussion. And, um, she asked that like uh, the yeah the ambulance was from Coventry by the way okay fucking hell yeah yeah because that was still a priority but it wasn't <laughs> important enough for people in Stoke to pull through <laughs> you know what I mean like, what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but let, let's be honest like I saw people there like really re- like in the actual like hospital which is which is much worse than me bro like, if I'm gonna be honest you know, people with like stuff going through them as okay, soon as I got that, that yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like I was still awake, so it didn't matter. Um I mean it wasn't that important. Not that it didn't matter. They got me there and they're like oh. now the funny bit was like because Don was just sitting there and he was reading out to me all the future issues which is gonna get caused by head injuries. <laughs> he was like, There's a higher likely chance you're gonna go to jail. <laughs> you could there's a high chance you could catch Alzheimer's now. I was like, Oh jeez, Don. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and there's then, always one yeah <laughs> but no like oh, bless it but he yeah after that um yeah doctor was like take a mom's rest and i was like what 
what do you mean a month rest bro i can't do a month like i was just i was just there in shock i was like i don't think i could do a month like they were like oh you could take your stitches out like in a week's time or something okay and i was like okay after the stitches if it properly heals could i get back into training and he was like um i wouldn't suggest it and whatnot and then i was like yeah okay and the week after i was back on my bike straight after i took my stitches out i jumped back on it but it didn't really force me like that you know what i mean it didn't deviate me from cycling like it never has like any 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 obstacles i just overcome it one way or the other you know what i mean like i said once i set my mind on something there's nothing stopping me say this situation like me having that bike accident like they could i could have just turned around and be like nah i don't i don't need to do that anymore like i just had an accident there's a reason why i shouldn't like everybody was saying like oh you you just had a bike accident why would you go do that now cycle all the way to Portsmouth I was like I'm not gonna do jumps on the way, way to Portsmouth do you know what I mean <laughs> this is actually a genuine jump like, and then yeah and then I, I, like three weeks later all the lads came back I mean like well Gio came back from Birmingham and uh, we all had our stuff packed we attached a little uh, cycle rack at the back of the one of the bikes and um, we put the tents at uh, the tent and the sleeping bags in the back of that as well and uh, we headed off uh, so we made it to rugby the first day. Second day we made it to Southampton. No, no, Southampton. Yeah, just a bit south of Southampton. Yeah. Um, and the third day we made it to Portsmouth. And the most satisfying part was just getting to Portsmouth. Can't lie. <laughs> How many miles was it altogether? Uh, well, it was four hundred and twenty kilometers. Okay, four twenty kilometers. It was four nineteen point seven. Yeah. The lads, we're gonna do. We got to do a bit more. <laughs> Sorry, we got to the beach and I was like, we're cycling up and down just a bit, just so we get to the four two zero. Because nice, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's, like, it's a nice number to round off on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like obviously, we can't leave you on four nineteen, like a point something. So like to put something on, like it, our our goal was three hundred. We are like most of them actually hadn't have didn't have any like confidence that we'd make it the whole way okay we're just like let's do 300 and if we're still got energy we'll go but and i was like the second day on i was like we've hit 300 lads but we could keep going yeah and we're like yeah let's keep going because by then we already raised like a grand plus on the gofundme that's mad uh what charity do you raise it for um luosco uh german shepherd rescue okay um the gingerbread center and um this little orphanage Okay, it's a bit of a deviation, but have you got a dog? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, it's just like, it It was like um, a charity that my co-worker used to work for. Okay. And yeah. uh, now nah, it it's actually sad uh, seeing these German Shepherds at rescues, man. Like, all these dog rescue centers, it's, like, it's pretty sad. It's like, it's like going to like an orphanage. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, say an orphanage is kids and like, which got abandoned and a uh, dog rescue center is like an orphanage for dogs yeah so, you know what i mean it's, it's just sad like because their kids you know what i mean just a different breed yeah that's a, that's a pretty mad way of looking at it yeah so like at the end of the day like they don't get the funds like big charities do big charities always i'm not saying like don't give it to them but like they always they get big sums you know what i mean yeah I get these you. guys don't get those sums so okay. like splitting it off they only got like 400 quid because gofundme also rinses a bit of it but like okay at the end of it like we had that weight on us while we were like cycling do you know what i mean yeah so like it kept us going 
like one person push the other or the other person push the other person do you know what i mean so if i to be fair i, I kind of led the way because like yeah i kind of led the way because um there was no way if i gave up i knew like all the others would so like regardless of whatever um happened like they were looking up to me finishing it as well okay but i didn't want to finish it on my own because i didn't i'm the one which like pushed everybody like we're gonna do this now you know what i mean somewhere in between a few of them had a few doubts like, oh, will we you know what i mean i was like and then i was like now we won't we don't have those doubts around here do you know what i mean like <laughs> that is what kills like goals like i would i've never doubted like even if the doubts came yeah obviously i value like the problems but i never let that stop me from my goal i had a whole ass head injury none of these had excuses do you know what i mean like yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah that's a, that's a mad way of looking at it yeah. you know what i mean like uh, i was like i'm gonna do that whole way to portsmouth and i'm not gonna stop and that's exactly what i did i i cycled all the way down and if there was an obstacle we just took another route that's it like some of the roads were closed and we're like holy shit about what do we do now we're not stopping because we set at a certain time to reach certain spots and in order to reach that we had to go in a steady speed all the way through hence why like um yeah we did that and then like we were consuming like 6k plus calories a day okay because you were burning that much yeah, yeah, yeah and we were drinking like seven eight plus liters of water and then like yeah. uh four like three liters plus worth of like uh, isotonic drinks like I'm guessing that's to keep your electrolytes balanced yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so like uh, obviously like you your sodium contents goes low when you sweat it out yeah so you had to keep thing in we we were we were so prepared like Cyril did the uh, like uh, research for that like Cyril's more the biological guy in the group do you know what i mean yeah. so like uh, the science part it's better for him to do it the fitness part i could do uh, the organizing and everything but like if like it takes a bit too much time for me to understand like the biological part of it or like the chem chemistry behind it do you know what i mean yeah meanwhile my brother like that's what he does do you know what i mean he's, he's planning me a nurse and whatnot and like the accessories dawn and geo like plugged through and like so as a team like that's how we got there so like we had like a flapjack flapjack's the highest yeah. calorie food f with a small portion do you know what i mean okay like you could get like for cheap you yeah. could have brownies but like you'll feel tired the crash hits whereas like it was like low sugar flapjacks that we used to snack on so every hour we had half of flapjack and like we had like four five meals a day yeah starting from breakfast all the way to like supper and yeah once we reached rugby we set the tent up well to be fair in between like we had to switch bikes so like we thought like geo would have the maximum power but why do you have to switch bikes uh so we, that's what i was coming to say so we thought geo would have the maximum power so like we just left him with the heavy bike oh okay with the tents and everything oh okay okay because <laughs> like he, he's got the biggest legs out of all of us we didn't really do the maths but like um it was kind of getting to him so like i was like you know what we're not stopping we're still going i'll take it on like, if you can't do it just jump on my bike and so we did and like we like we still went through um after that yeah and then like the maddest part was like when we those four was in a the tent we laid down and we slept and then we woke up at six did it all over again the second day do you know what i mean yeah. and like the fact that we didn't even take time to roll around and like we just slept that's how tired we were obviously like cycling a whole day <laughs> it's not like no energy burn but yeah and after that like 
yeah the second day we went past oxford everything the whole journey you managed to see the views that you couldn't have seen in a car in a car you see it for a split second Meanwhile, we saw a purple lake bro which what? is mad <laughs> like it was like it was like bluish purple i don't know if it was the reflection of the rocks but we saw that and we were like mad we actually managed to like slow down and see it again like am i tripping nah i'm seeing that too bro but yeah it was crazy because we were like whoa that's, that's actually mad and then like we got to this place called like uh petersfield it was like close to portsmouth uh, not portsmouth like it's just like past southampton and in peters no not southampton basingstoke past basingstoke yeah uh, in petersfield it was mass the the biggest hill that we had to climb was that but one thing i told the lads was like lads behind every hill like uphill there's always a downhill like if you see the uphill and depress yourself you're not going to make it to the top i mean like in life in general like behind every up like you got to get if you want to get to the top you got to grind for it like everybody did like that was w- one of the only parts where my brother was actually in front of me like it doesn't matter even if we had to get off the bikes to get to the top and we had to walk it like we still managed to get to the top still didn't get off his bike i can't lie he made it to the top like on his own yeah. and uh, the biggest downhill was also there okay. i mean how satisfying it was like i couldn't describe in words like uh, me gee all of us we were just like skimming through the water it was raining as well the last day so, okay so it was the biggest challenge that we had the whole way but it kind of worked out because like with the rain like it cooled us down do you know what i mean yeah yeah like we were like overheating so at some points of like the journey and like the second day was like good weather do you know what i mean it was only the first day we had sun we thought it was going downhill from there like but it was all like the second day was just hell to be honest like just uphills and uphills and uphills like that was the only day where it was just uphill yeah and then like there was there was the downhills and whatnot but like it was near oxford and so on and oxford reading that's when so it, did you have like all of the kit kind of pre-planned and packed so like, yeah, yeah hit any punctures and things like that yeah, yeah yeah we all we had all that like each bike had a separate kit okay as in like not the same kit but a different kit so like we had like our stuff like balanced out like the weight was balanced for everyone so like in terms of strength like everybody had different like strengths do you know what i mean and yeah. weaknesses but we made it as easy as it could be for each of them hence why like after the cycling like we were like once we reached portsmouth we didn't even care for getting our shoes wet we just ran into the beach bro we're like the warm water was so warm we felt like we were in ibiza <laughs> like <laughs> we were just like damn this is satisfying like the feeling to have completed something that you've been barging on about for about a couple of months the the one thing which pushed me most was the amount of people which said i wouldn't do it do you find a sign uh, a sort of satisfaction and i guess kind of energy in that definitely when people when people tell me hey you ain't gonna do that i'm like okay say like the football tournament the amount of people would turn around and said who the fuck is gonna come to kill for a tournament they didn't tell me obviously the back chats and like chinese whispers yeah i mean and i was like i don't i don't entertain that behavior i don't i don't need to talk back i'm just like i let my actions speak for it you know what i mean and then i did the tournament and nobody had anything to say about it the the same people which chatted 
came back and was like, you did that, that's mad, bro. Similar situation when we did the bike thing. People, like, mainly uncles and aunties, to be honest. Like, a lot of people are back, back with mind thinking people. Do you know what I mean? Like, they just uh, turn around and say, like, oh, that's too much. Why would you do that? Like, I'm just like, bro, like, it's, it's healthy, really, if you think about it. Like, do you think, obviously, achieving, like, what you've done mm-hmm. and overcoming all of the things, like, the head injury and everything, yeah. do you think, like, you, you've learned to kind of um, practice gratitude a lot more? Because oh, I, f- yeah. I feel like that is something... I, I, well that, that's something i feel like i'm kind of taking away from you right now of course bro uh what do you what would you describe as that gratitude though well like you said you've had a few blessings along the way oh yeah yeah definitely right so you like you might have hit a tree oh yeah, yeah, yeah but like you're grateful for the fact that you didn't go off the fucking ledge yeah definitely i mean to be fair and anything that's happened to me i take with gratitude like it's something that i've been passed down like with the values that my parents gave you know what I mean? Like one of the morals that I have, like, is no matter what happens, what whatever's given to me, like even this like opportunity that you've given me, bro. Like uh, t- to be on here, like I'm so grateful. Do you know what I mean? And nonetheless, like I think, uh, I think, well, I think after like hearing you speak, I think the honor is mine because, yeah. like, obviously, I think this is the most that we've kind of like brought, yeah, like conversed, conversed, right? And I didn't know how driven and goal orientated you were mm-hmm. until I've sp- I've spoken to you oh. and that's given me a whole new level of um, understanding of the person you are and a great new level of like respect as well thank you bro I appreciate like, that that's actually like genuinely just like listening to you speak it's actually inspirational hmm. and I think anyone who's like listened to it for listen to this like um listen to this for like this whole period I think yeah. they can't take anything away from you yeah, because yeah you've achieved all the things that you set out to achieve wow. and the fact that you're like that driven speaks to like who you are as a person mm-hmm. i appreciate that bro like i said like like one one way of seeing it is like just say like the cycling thing was like an achievement you know i mean it's one of like the side things that i've wanted to do but like for me like the end goals are not achieved yet you know what i mean so like the end goal is to like sit down and so financially speaking, my parents don't have to ever worry about not having enough money. Say so like, I, I don't ever want a situation where my brother has to go out and get a loan out because like he can't afford it himself. Don't, like, yeah. I'm here, I got it, you know what I mean? Like hence why, like, I, no matter what happens, like my grind will not stop. I'll, I'll celebrate it. Like, I definitely celebrated like having achieved the cycling thing or like say this computer science whatnot but i don't over celebrate situations you know what i mean i say like after the cycling thing i was just like let's don't make this the last time you get on a bike though i still cycle to the gym like yeah i mean i started doing that um but well, i started doing it until i got a fucking flat <laughs> like, i got the flat two days after i fixed the old flat mm. like same <laughs> the same tire blew out again oh wow. so, but yeah i like i started cycling to the gym well because i figured it was a, is a, is a it started out as a warm-up thing right yeah because i get to the i drive to the gym and i spend another 10 15 minutes doing cardio warm-up yeah. and i'm like well i might as well cycle to the gym and save like 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. like for myself yeah, doing yeah. That. and then cycling back as well that's it works out as a cool down as well yeah and f- yeah and i enjoy i enjoy cycling a lot yeah to be fair like car having a car bro like it makes like, a lot of people's life comfortable 
Like, say for me, I'm a victim as well. I can't lie. Because like, once I got on my car, I started like driving everywhere. As in like, when I used to catch bus, I was so much more healthier. Bro, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> like, I was actually so much more like active when I was on the bus. Like, I was always on 10,000 plus steps just yeah. because I caught the bus all the time. Because I had to walk to the places. Say like, sometimes I miss the bus and I have to run to the next bus stop okay yeah to get the bus and whatnot so i'm constantly fit when i was like i'm not saying like don't get a car like because a car is always like no, beneficial yeah. but recently after i started getting serious in the gym again um i just started walking to the gym because like prior to getting a car i always used to walk to my gym because there was no buses because i lived in Cheadle, bro. Do you know what I mean? You've been to Cheadle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cheadle's not the most, like, um, public transport situation. Like, there's no buses uh, at certain times. Like, the only bus which would go goes to the center of the town and goes back the complete other way. So it was never to my gym. So I, I went to this gym called Hillside Community Gym, which is, like, at the other side of town. But you had to... I walked it all the way. So this was when I was college. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at the times you met me and stuff. So I woke up in the morning, um, like, 5 o'clock. And then I went, I walked half an hour to the gym. And like, sometimes I had to run it because I woke up late. Yeah. So like, I just, I I walked all the way to the gym, did one hour exact worth of workout. And if I didn't manage to fit all my workouts in that time, uh, as in like, I reduced the number of workouts so I don't minimize injury. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then after that, I walked half an hour back to my house, had my protein shake, which is like 500 calories. I had like a mass protein shake in it. Yeah. So like, that was my breakfast. And then my first bus was like, eight so like, i had to jump in that well not eight half seven half seven was the first bus after that so like i had to jump in that bus just to make it in time for uni not uni college one and a half hours so i had to catch two buses and then in order to get i i, I still managed to get to college late like nine fifteen. like at the point like i didn't even have to say sorry i'm late sir do you know what i mean like yeah, they were just like oh sip grab a seat do you know what i mean yeah they just knew where i was coming from but like from that like walking to the gym it gave me one, one sort of like mental satisfaction as well like once i started driving to the gym like the workout only started after i entered the gym yeah do you know what i mean meanwhile like the workout started when i exited the house to getting back in the house do you yeah. know what i mean like a lot of people don't know that no i i was probably the same way i i got this car like a year after i started working mm-hmm. right and before then, I was cycling everywhere. Yeah. And I had convinced myself I didn't need a car. Yeah. I, I was like, I've got my bike. I can go to the shops, do my shopping, and just get everything get everything I need and bring it back myself. Like, why would I need a car? Yeah. Like, that was genuinely what I had, like, convinced myself. <laughs> so, um, this is, like, when I got into the gym, got into going to gym as well. So, I was, like, just like like you were, I was pro- I was cycling to work mm-hmm. cycling back from work yeah. cycling to gym like doing like an hour maybe an hour and a half yeah and then in, in the gym and then cycling back from the gym i i lost like 15 kilos in like about um like 12 weeks maybe that's impressive 12 14 bro. weeks that's off to you and i because at that point i was like going through like a shitty breakup mm-hmm. and all of that sorry to hear that. uh no, that's all right but um like and that was kind of driving me to do this mm-hmm. yeah uh, i mean like one of the biggest triggers in the gym is like literally emotions yeah you know i mean and that like going to the gym and obviously um 
I had gone into like a really strict diet as well. So I was doing intermittent fasting. I was having like one yeah, meal a day. Yeah. Oh, that's like that's at the it. end of the day, yeah. right? And like about like four, five, like six weeks in, uh-huh. you start seeing results. Like it's yeah. like small results at the start. Uh-huh. So it's like clothes fit better. Like you know, maybe like you use a belt mm-hmm. and you're having hey, to. Dubai, like, Dubai wasn't built in a day, bro. Yeah, so and you're mean? doing that. And then I started going um, BJJ as well. Yeah, and it's uh, jujitsu is something I've always loved, like yeah. watching. And like I, was, I remember talking to like one of my managers at work, and I was like, "Oh, I'm thinking, I'm looking, I'm trying to find a place to um, start doing jujitsu." Yeah. And by chance, he was like, um, "Oh, um, I, there's a dojo in Stafford. Um, they do Brazilian jujitsu, mm-hmm. and the guy teaching it, he's got heritage from the Gracies. Okay. Um, I think he, he, the guy who taught him, was taught by." Um, one of the Gracie family. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, sick. I'll go to that. Started going to that as well. Yeah. And then, um, oh, that was mad because it's such a beautiful sport yeah. in the sense that there's no punching or kicking, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all technique. Yeah. So, like, obviously, like, the first, like, two, three weeks I go, I'm getting my ass beat mm. like, <laughs> by everyone. I'm getting choked by everyone. I got choked out by a 13-year-old girl, oh. right? And like she's ob- she's obviously been going for like a few years, but that must have been humbling. Though. Yeah, that was <laughs> fucking humbling. But then like I don't have like, I don't care that she beat me, and uh, because I just had this like hunger to like get better at it. Mm-hmm. So I remember saying, "Okay, come on, let's go again and yeah. again and again." And then my fourth week, I managed to get submission. Right. So I re- I remember this. I put this guy who was like, twice my size in a rear naked chokehold. Oh. And got him to tap out. And then I was thinking, oh, this is sick. Because, <laughs> like, obviously, after having been choked, choked out and tapped out for, well, like, three weeks straight, like, in the fourth week, I finally got someone to submit. And, but, you know, that was obviously a newbie. Yeah. Right? And <laughs> took like, advantage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's literally how it is. No, like, no, no. Like, no. when, like, I came, I was the new guy. Yeah. So yeah. I was the one who was getting, like, fucked up. <laughs> and then. Like the another new guy comes in, yeah. and then like, it's, part, it's part of the process. Though, yeah, isn't it? Like, but it was so like therapeutic, mm. and it was so like insane as well. Mm. And after that, I was like, "Oh, sick! Like I'm doing this." And then I started doing swimming as well. Mm. So I rem- I still remember this. Like I, it's gonna, this is gonna, just gonna sound like really vain to someone like who's no, just listening. No. But um, so this was like one week where I was going gym five days a week. I was doing jiu-jitsu two days a week oh, yeah. and I was swimming two days a week as well. Oh, so, that, so that's like one day where I was doing all three in like one go. Yeah, I mean, that's a healthy lifestyle, bro. Nonetheless, like, yeah. people which don't understand that, yeah, is like... like... And I remember this, right? I'm coming out of the pool, like going for a piss. I'm coming out and just like seeing myself in the mirror. And I genuinely didn't recognize myself yeah. because I'd lost so much weight yeah. and I'd also like put on like, like muscle as well. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh shit, and I remember thinking, okay, so like getting, looking muscular or whatever, it's not outside the realm of possibility. Like you can achieve, you can mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And then obviously when you see results like that, that like strong, mm-hmm. you just want to keep going. Yeah. And no, of course, bro. And that's, that's genuinely been like a driving factor for me. Yeah. Like, and obviously I understand that it took me 16 weeks to get there. Yeah. Like from start to finish. 
I and that was the first time I've been to the gym as well, mm-hmm. right? So when I first started going, I could barely do like one or two pull-ups. Yeah. Right? And by like the we uh, by the and that's I'm talking like like till failure. We're doing like three sets. I can literally do like one rep per set. Yeah. And by the end, like in week 16 I was doing like 40 reps in like uh three sets. Mm-hmm. And that Like you see progress like bit by bit by bit yeah like but it does happen and you just have to stick to it no i definitely i definitely agree with that bro cuz like right. say uh, after post lockdown yeah. i got dumbbells like i got given a massive opportunity from my gym yeah. we were allowed to take if we carry on paying the um a direct debit we're allowed to take one set of gym or like one olympic weight as in like uh olympic bar and um the uh, two plates yeah but yeah i took two 16 kilo dumbbells home and <laughs> the dumbbells collected dust that's it that, that was the end uh, of the story like <laughs> uh, uh, yeah when like lockdown happened like and gym was like shut down and i was like okay not really itchy like and just like mm. just to do something right Trust me. and i remember dumbbells suddenly became like a commodity like you can't <laughs> find them anywhere yeah. and i remember like, like searching for it in like uh, facebook argos and i managed to get one on facebook i drove like 45 minutes like to somewhere in birmingham mm. to like buy a pair yeah for and i paid like double like what it would have actually i mean cost. to be fair like, i can't even talk bad about th- those people who did it because like um, my uh a uh, friend uh my brother uh actually was involved in this business <laughs> so like at the start of lockdown they just built a lot of uh PS4s and they flipped it for like more than double yeah i mean i i wish i had bought all the dumbbells like that were in argos <laughs> right because i remember saying the the pairs in argos they were sold for like 30 pounds right yeah. like two tankular dumbbells and i remember seeing them on facebook for 70 pounds yeah i know and people <laughs> were paying that people were <laughs> paying that people were like and i remember trying to get a bargain with someone i was like can you please do it for like 50 or 60 and he was like i've got people willing to pay 80 pounds for this <laughs> and i was like fair enough and that yeah rubber i just got dumbbells and a pull up bar and yeah. just doing like circuits on it so the thing is like yeah after that trying to get back into that routine it's the worst part is yeah like it's much easier for somebody to start a routine than try get back into a routine like yeah. it's like it's so much more difficult like for me personally anyways like cuz i like, was starting a routine everything's new for you do you know what i mean there's a little drive the curiosity but like getting back into routine like in the back of your head you just know how hard it is and once you're comfortable with like being lazy about it right. like it kind of takes over you yeah you know what i mean like, have you thought ever thought about taking up any martial arts uh well i was <laughs> how i did i did do like i went to like two mma classes which was like uh, voluntary in uh like my old gym but after that like I was like you know what is it like I didn't I didn't have enough time for it fair enough fair you know what I mean yeah um the trying to find time for that was a lot more difficult because I was working two jobs like okay. uh, college and then like after that we moved uh, lockdown happened and then we moved to Newcastle and once I moved to Newcastle I've slowly been like trying to get into boxing but at the same time times the only issue cuz like, at the end of the day i need like my goal in the gym has still not been achieved yeah like what what is your goal in the gym well like <laughs> you want to speak to it or do you just want to keep it yourself for now no 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 it's not it's not i said that deep i want to get back onto my personal best okay like okay. my pbs yeah. but back when i was 19 like everything was about strength for me 
Like I was lifting stupid amount of weights. I'm looking back at it like it could have potentially the drive in me back then. It it hasn't changed, but I'm a lot more responsible now. Yeah. So like back then I was lifting weights because there was something pushing me for more than like my initial drive. And then I say like for deadlifts I did uh, 180. Fucking hell. For one round max. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I was benching 105. Uh, so like it was all one round maxes, but it was purely the idea that I could lift that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I can't. I, I, could, I could probably do now, but right now it's more like the muscle building part. Like I want to build my muscle, get fitter again. Do you so know what I mean? Hypertrophy. No. Well, yeah, mostly hypertrophy, but um, I'm still. Sl- I'm trying to get muscle mass in as well. But it's not the same thing. Yeah, but like uh, hypertrophy is more like getting leaner. Is it? Is it? Is it? Isn't it? I thought it was basically well making your muscles bigger, right? No, it is. But like, um, say like lower reps could also like, yeah, get your. I think you might find this interesting. Um, have you heard of the Andrew Huberman podcast? No. Okay, he does one with a guy called um Andy Galpin, right? Yeah. I think you'll find it really interesting to listen to. Okay. It's basically about uh muscle building and okay. strength and conditioning and what kind of workouts you do and what you do, yeah, what yeah. You achieve, uh, how to achieve it. Yeah. And that's like, I, I learned a lot in, in that. And it's basically saying to achieve like hypertrophy and like increase your muscle yeah, mass, yeah. you have to hit it till failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hitting it till failure and failure, uh, progressive overload and the amount of weekly volume you, you hit, you have to hit minimum 10 working sets yeah. per muscle group yeah, yeah but realistically you're looking at 15 to 30 i think he said yeah. it was like i think i got mixed up my bad i think i got mis- mixed up with uh calisthenics okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. No, no no i was uh yeah you are right like I, I once you defined it it just came back to me like so what kind of workout do you follow me uh at the moment anyway well like, would you like me to describe what I do? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, go on. Uh, Is it like push-pull leg or upper board, upper lower? Yeah, push-pull, um, leg, arms push. Uh, no, arms, leg, again. Two okay. leg days. Two leg days a week. Because i got chicken legs, bro. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. you cycle all the way to fucking Portsmouth. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the thing is, like, it looks like chicken legs, all this. But, like, it's, I can still squat 140. Do you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> like the muscle the, the strength is there but it's just not as visible you yeah. know what I mean because throughout lockdown I picked up a bit of fat and like my body's not as toned as it used to be but I, I've still got the strength do you know what I mean yeah like the muscle memory was there so because like I was I didn't realize how small I got okay like during lockdown like because I looked at one of these videos that I had last year and I couldn't barely see my shoulders I was like whoa holy crap back then I'm just thinking if I flex it it's still there do you know what I mean yeah <laughs> but well, once I started going to the gym, by the way, you need to come to my gym, um, j- just as a visit, bro. Wait, uh, which one do you go to? Old school, old school. Okay, I've been going to pure gym purely because of like timing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like, it's late. Um, yeah, I mean it's open twenty four hours. So, um, if I'm working from home, I'll go in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I wake up at like five o'clock or four thirty. Yeah, yeah. Go, and I've found that if I the times I go in the morning. I can finish my whole workout in like an hour, hour 15 tops. Oh, is it? 
Like, whereas if I'm going in the evening, it takes me, like, sometimes yeah, yeah. two hours. The thing is, like, the gym's more empty in the morning. Yeah. So, like, you literally... That's one of the factors. And the other thing is, like, you're not... you got a lot less energy. Yeah, and, and also, I guess, maybe... Because I know that I have to be back in time for work. So, there's there's a bit of a, like, deadline to finish mm. everything up. Then again, I mean, also depends on, like, how balanced your circadian rhythm is as well. Like, if you get enough sleep before the workout, after workout, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been trying to go to sleep between, like, 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. Because I worked out that I need seven and a half hours of sleep. Yeah. And if I get that, I'll wake up automatically. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing else I need. And yeah. Obviously, like, when you wake up, you're like, oh, like, I, I'd like to sleep in a bit more. Yeah. So, yeah. I've cut... What I've been trying to do is get into this mindset where when I wake up, I don't think of anything else. I just get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm out of bed, then it's fine. That's a good routine, bro. Like, if, as long as I get out of bed, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, because if I, if I open my eyes and I like, think for like 10 seconds, then that's when like it's like, oh, let's just sleep in for a bit. Yeah. And that's happened. It's happened a lot. Phones are the biggest problem, bro. Especially. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I've started just like one hour before I go to sleep. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah, that's 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 exactly I just, the best way yeah, to do I it. Yeah, I just put it on uh, not blue disturb. light, blue light, blue light filter and bedtime mode, so mm-hmm. it automatically goes into do not disturb. And yeah, then, yeah, like that's it. So like for me, I I, I leave my phone away from me um like about an hour before I go to bed. Yeah, and then like once I go to bed, I manage to sleep so much more peaceful. Mm-hmm. And then okay. in the morning, like the alarm my phone's alarm would also ring um on one side and because i got like the, my old iphone like it rings on the other side as well like, i leave it on the other side of the bed okay yeah as in like the ed- like the top so like i actually have to physically get up to turn it off regardless and by them all my body's <laughs> waking up i can't close my eyes and do it because i ever like it's just too far away i can't go from one spot to the other you know what i mean so i just wake up and i was like okay the day started Let's go do my bed. Go usually have breakfast and then like say like some days say uni time. A lot of people do all nighters, but me I work it a bit different. I sleep like at twelve and wake up at four, and then I carry on doing it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because like regardless, like you'd be, I'm always less productive during like two to four. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because like, I'm meant to be deep sleep. My mind's used to deep sleep at that time. And if one day I just decide to like, you know, like try put my brain's full focus at that time, like it just doesn't work for me. So like, say like those days. So for my assignment the other day, um, I had to wake up before and like I did it. I was so tired during the daytime, yeah. But like when I'm tired like that, I just take power naps. Like by power naps, I don't mean like nap nap, like an hour or two. Like I mean like twelve minutes or fifteen minutes. Like I set an alarm or a timer one or the other timers work better because like I f- the thing is i feel like i haven't slept yet but i don't feel the tiredness that i did like i just kick my feet up a bit above my like heart rate like my heart like so like i, I left it up and then when i sleep i feel like i slept for hours do you know what i mean okay i've heard i've heard, I've heard of this um like this method that you said i've heard yeah, of it before yeah yeah, yeah like that I, I mean i heard i heard it from someone and i tried it out and it actually works so what you sleep with your legs up yeah yeah above your heart above your heart yeah, yeah, yeah. and like when i did it bro let like, what i do i do it now uh, i only started practicing it for like the last three weeks but it's it's banging like 
really yeah it actually works and try try to not do it in your bed because like like you're prone to like turning around in between do you know what i mean if it's like a sofa or an isolated place say like or in your, in your car like just kicking your feet up and then sleeping bro that like you sleep for like 10 minutes and you think you slept for a good time and there is a biology behind that but I, i'm not too deep keen on it but yeah it works it okay works. definitely all right that's mad but then i'm like energized to like do stuff again that's that's insane okay yeah i've heard of it i've never like really given it much thought though yeah, yeah i mean i mean obviously like having naps in general isn't like the best of options but like if you're too tired and you don't feel like i mean when i'm too tired yeah and i don't feel like i can't put my full effort in it into whatever i'm doing yeah say like i want to go to the gym and like my body's physically so tired like i just have a power nap before it like i have like 12 minute nap and then yo like, i've like okay fuck i feel i need to try this yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> i have that power nap i wake up i feel like i slept for a good time yeah and like, i'm not saying like it feels like a seven hour sleep but it feels like you've napped for longer than you usually do yeah and then like yeah and then i go to the gym and like actually like i, I don't feel tired anymore do you know what i mean okay yeah because that's 100 percent been a um, time where i've not going to the gym because i was just like genuinely too, too tired. tired yeah but fuck i need to try this out yeah because I, I mean to be fair like if I, even if i am too tired like once i've found out this stuff works i was like you know what? i'm just gonna stick to this now Do you know okay. what i mean i said like on the odd day i has gone a bit out of control where like i was like generally just too tired and like actually no this, the last time i did it, it was yesterday yeah and, like uh, i just didn't put the alarm on for seven o'clock evening i bought it for seven o'clock morning so the alarm just didn't ring so like when you when you're working out and stuff do you have like a warm-up routine and things like uh that? yeah i do um so basically i go in so if i say for legs today i had legs um i do before squats i have um i do good mornings what's that uh so basically it's like um basically the squat position i mean like the barbell on this uh, on your back but like you literally like bend over for a bit and just to stretch like the back of your hamstrings and like you stretch your back a little and like mainly stretches bro okay um to warm myself up other than that like i don't do any separate what'd you say workouts or anything because yeah. like it just reduces my energy for the rest of the workout mm-hmm. and with the workouts like i always use the heaviest weights first okay yeah that makes sense yeah because like most energy in it like because at first i used to do the building up the weights thing but you mean like uh, warm-up sets yeah no no no. warm-up sets is always okay but like building say like uh, my max is 85 right now yeah Yeah. so no no as in general let's say i'm exam for an example okay yeah yeah yeah. so like i mean for for bench as well uh say my max is 85 um i used to start off at 60 put 70 on and then put 85 on and then the last set would be lower than the third set but then i started just doing 85 first and that worked out much better for me because like i was still f- i managed to finish the full set okay yeah instead of like doing it on eight reps or half repping it towards the end do you know what i mean because mm-hmm. uh, like for me like my i've got a little shoulder problem where like when i was born like i was born with a broken shoulder okay yeah so w- what my shoulders my right shoulder is not like straight okay yeah so like it's bent in it healed by itself yeah uh, before like the doctors figured it out 
like uh, i was always crying on my right side and then like they took me in and they found out that i had a broken shoulder but it's already healed so there's no point of doing anything to it it ended up working out just fine like it didn't change my lifestyle whatsoever my right arm is still my strong arm do you know what i mean but like say like for me like towards the end like my right arm starts giving like my shoulder starts giving up a bit okay it's a lot harder to lock on my shoulders uh towards like um when i start losing energy so like i just had to work around it and yeah like it worked just fine like trying to like maximize my energy yeah usage, you know what i mean bigger gym by yourself or yeah, you, yeah. Like, yeah. Is, is that what you prefer i prefer it on my own to be honest yeah. like uh, i don't mind like i do enjoy having people with me as well but like when you're on your own you could just get on with it i have dragged people in with me uh because like i just give a shit about their health more than my own yeah. uh, 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 more, uh, more than themselves you know what i mean yeah. i remember dragging one of my friends with me to the gym once uh, in the morning this is when we started we were told to like start working from home mm-hmm. so like suddenly like morning workouts just looked a much more like viable option right? yeah, yeah and i remember dragging one of my friends with me in the morning and i just remember seeing him and he just looked like he was about to pass out <laughs> because this is like five o'clock or something oh. five or six or something like that and it's just like such a funny thing to say. Yeah, yeah no, like the, the thing is, it gives you a little ego boost as well, doesn't it? Like <laughs> the, it, the no, see, the thing is, the morning routine gives anyone an ego boost. Yeah, like, I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, because I used to do that, and it was really weird how I figured it out. Yeah, I, I don't know what made me start doing it, mm. but I think I figured out. Okay, I need seven and a half hours of sleep, and I somehow need. I, yeah, I think it was because I was trying to find time to like because when i was buying the house i was just sorting out everything mm-hmm. and i just needed time to kind of find to like read through like all the reports yeah, and like yeah. just sort everything out for it and i found out the easiest time was in the morning yeah and that's when i was like figured i just uh, yeah i just thought okay i just spent a couple hours in the morning and then i was like waking up at 4 30 mm-hmm. then i just figured out that i'm waking up at 4 30 i've got i started work at eight mm. like it takes me half an hour to just like you know get ready mm-hmm. brush my teeth just have a shower or whatever yeah, yeah. get uh, get ready and i've got like two hours where i'm uninterrupted i've woken up and that morning routine is just something else like you said yeah. the drive you get in that couple of hours mm-hmm. is the kind of drive that you don't really get mm. after like in the evenings yeah, yeah definitely and i remember working out getting two hours a day that two hours a day mm-hmm. and then in a month that's like two days yeah and towards like the end of the year like in one whole year that's like almost 28 days yeah that's almost a month yeah right so suddenly you've just gained an extra month that no one else has yeah and you can achieve a lot in a month yeah trust me bro like right. i said like when you wake up before everyone like say when i used to wake up at five bro like the thing is right now like because i'm because of union stuff like my sleep was like i don't wake up at five as i used to but like i'm gonna slowly get back into that routine anyways once i go in dm i won't be sleeping past four because like my routine there meanwhile like here say once i start going night like, waking up yeah uh i wake up and i'm just like holy shit everybody else is sleeping right now do you know what i mean yeah like and then doing your bed having breakfast conquered the morning bro do you know what I mean? You conquered yourself, your mind. 
yeah i mean yeah i don't remember just i was so much more productive when i was doing that i mean it's a it's it is difficult i'm not going to lie yeah. and it's a very it's a really rigid lifestyle to have mm-hmm. it doesn't leave much in the no in the way of like having a social life or yeah, anything yeah. like that because most social lives are late yeah like what most social lives are late yeah yeah and like obviously because you're like waking up at like 4:30 or like 5 you need to get good sleep yeah and that means you have to be in bed by like 9 10 yeah i mean i don't know how many hours of sleep that you've like mine mine's usually six bro yeah. like yeah and I, yeah i need like seven and a half so mm-hmm. like i have to be asleep by no seven and a half is a good sum like definitely yeah. like right. i, I saw so like i have to be asleep by maximum 10 mm-hmm. preferably 9 9 30 oh, okay so and i know I, I was doing it yeah and I, I got in this routine where i'd have the the lights set up mm-hmm to go so like the lights turn on turn on at um 4 30 yeah the alarm goes off and i'd have my phone down okay so i'd be forced to wake up to turn the alarm off yeah so yeah i, I just do that and it worked like you know like a whole month mm-hmm. i i i think i was doing that for like two three months actually oh wow and i got i started doing a lot of stuff like in yeah, that in that in time that yeah trust me like but, yeah, it's something I want to get back into again for sure. Say like a situation, not just sleep, bro. Sleep is say somewhat necessary, but here's an example that is something which ain't so necessary, but people spend too much time doing. Say social media, not social media as in the beneficial part of it, but the not so beneficial part of social media, just entertainment. Yeah, just scrolling. Yeah, just mindless scrolling. shit. Yeah, like hours on hours on hours on hours like you say if you just look at your screen time like you see that you're on there like for how however many hours you've wasted that much time of doing something more productive do you know what yeah. i mean yeah like building your future i mean building what you could do in the future yeah 100 percent, bro you know what i mean like what i realized that last year bro like once as soon as i realized that, i was like yo sib you need the pattern the fuck up you know what i mean like i realized i was spending too many hours on social media i was some like i guess like you just get caught in the spiral of like the memes you know what i mean yeah say like oh i need to send memes to people to start pleasing people bro that's all it is a big problem with the generation right now is like everybody's like so concerned with pleasing yeah like, others so like oh why didn't you send me a meme oh sure man do you know what i mean like <laughs> nah right now like if I, like anyone comes to me saying like oh you're not in sales which is i still am like i still use social media just enough to not look like i'm going mental do you know what i mean like yeah but at the same time, like, I don't actually, say, if I look at my screen time right now, like, I, it'll be less than three hours. That's not, that's still too much for me. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying, like, but at first it was, like, four to six hours to Insta, Snapchat, and TikTok, like, combined, like. Yeah, I mean, it, it adds up, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And then, like, you just think six hours of your day on that. Six hours gone, isn't it? Probably slept for eight hours. <laughs> exactly. That's, like, yeah. that's 14 hours where you'd, like, done nothing done nothing. nothing productive and like, then you've got another 10 hours left you're probably working like yeah eight eight hours a day eight hours of it and you got two hours left on your break you're on your phone as well okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah i mean like yeah that's something it's I, a very controversial opinion though do you know what i mean like at this day and age like a lot of people think social media is necessary like in, in terms of communication like you can still communicate with people by calling them or yeah. texting them yeah you don't need social media yeah that's true yeah you know i mean it's just like social media offers you like treats you know what i mean yeah that's actually true isn't it it's it's just uh, just that sudden hit of like 
dopamine to your brain that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just need exactly the and excitement the happiness yeah but it's a very short span of happiness and excitement though yeah but like um listen to like i mean if you like if you're in a gym and stuff i guess but listen to like the human lab podcast right okay like, you'll definitely like it because okay. like he like it's it's a proper science-based like yeah. thing but it's they go through stuff like for muscle building mm. and all this and like this just this shit we were talking about right now yeah like um explains how social media is bad for you and it just it properly uses the explains how it affects your brain chemistry mm-hmm. and especially like tiktok right yeah. because you know it's so like instantaneous yeah, yeah. your brain's just getting like hit with dopamine yeah like, all the time and you're not having to struggle for that do- struggle for that hit mm. and that it's really bad for you yeah and he was just saying explaining how it's just uh, an addiction really isn't it yeah and uh, yeah and it was just, they were just like talking about how a lot of um cases of like adhd right yeah. like, i'm not saying all but yeah. there are many cases where it's just um your dopamine's like gone out of control mm. and it's like you, you can kind of it's something if it's something you learn you can unlearn it mm-hmm. so just completely going off your phone and social media for like a month yeah, yeah like like people have managed to kind of if they were like depressed or whatever yeah. they have managed to kind of just get themselves out of that hole yeah, yeah. It's, it's mad one yeah this is a bit of a different situation i don't expect anybody else to have done this to be honest but like me and my brother whenever we go to india we go one week to adiana that's not because we're like highly religious we, i am a religious person but like it's not because I'm highly religious, purely because I'm highly religious, but it's actually like there's a detox from the world. Yeah. You're away from the world for a week and you, that's it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you can't really like say in in the outside where everything's provided for you as well. So like, like you get the whole week's worth of food, like everything. So you can't live the freedom that you do, but when me and my brother come out of it we're completely like mind cleared you know what i mean yeah like the phone isn't as necessary anymore yeah like you know i mean you can still live without a phone but it's just a lot more difficult to do so whereas like say social media you could go without social media like i say like social media is just a marketing platform yeah you know what i mean where you like put stuff up there and use the victims of this <laughs> to the max you know what i mean yeah it's a bit um, like i say it's quite hypocritical for me because like, st- i'm still one of the victims but like like well, no, at I, one point i will reach that right but uh, yeah i get completely get where you're coming from and i i've got to say i agree with you as well you don't need social media mm-hmm. like it's just a bit more difficult yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah well you've been recording for two hours oh shit right i didn't even realize before it's actually <laughs> flown by right yeah i know well bro um should we wrap up yeah yeah of course i'm um <laughs> that's that's completely fine yeah it's been so cool bro like well yeah i mean likewise thanks for doing this of course man um but yeah it's been great so yeah it's been fucking amazing doing this with you oh, and you. we definitely have to do this again sometime. i will i will just and, tell me the time and do it <laughs> and yeah it's been great like talking like this yeah definitely got to learn about you a lot more oh yeah and yeah i have nothing but the utmost respect for you as a person thank you bro same vice versa bro and like the drive and dedication you have like that's that's something i think anyone can like who's listening can take away from this and i don't think anyone can ever take that away from you so like the best of luck with everything you do bro yeah thank you man i mean like what you're doing right now 
it's crazy bro like as in like how many people like would actually step out and like this is something you enjoy doing do you know what i mean yeah yeah I guess. With it. like uh, as much as you said like you you've not been doing it for a bit and that, like you took a break and whatnot but you still got back into it do you know what i mean yeah like obviously whatever your plans is just keep with it bro like, yeah i mean just hoping mm. to keep it going like this mm. like do as much as i can just get the reps in well right, let's see anyway i'm gas for you bro all right thank you thanks bro okay. and thanks for listening guys